you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Monday, April 24th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. That is the voice of today's special guest. He is the keeper of what may be the single greatest season by a player in NFL history, an all-time single-season record of 31 touchdowns. That's in 16 games, y'all. Over 2,300 total scrimmage yards, first-team All-Pro, NFL MVP, and he paired that with the most honored prize in the entire NFL, the Walter Payton Man of the Year. He was as influential off the field as he was inspiring on it. He is a rare combination of character and talent. He's a Hall of Famer. Only one man has more rushing touchdowns in NFL history than this one. He is a man who is the exception to the warning that you should never meet your heroes. He's number 21. For me, he's number one. He is Ladanian Tarshane Tomlinson. Welcome back to the pod, LT. Thank you. Thank you, Levy. How many years did Emma Smith play? I'm Emmett. second to Emmitt Smith. Yes. I played 11 years. How many he played? 25? A lot more. <laughs> no, a lot more. Not Emmett, more. Who's boy, counting, though, right? Love, Who's counting? Yeah, of course. Yeah, always you talk my, about that always every time. always give him a hard time. Yeah, that's my guy, <laughs> yeah. man. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. And on my first day at NFL Media 10 years ago, my first production meeting, I sat across the table from this man right here, from you. And I kept my fanboy instincts to myself. I believe I engaged with you in the cocksure manner my colleagues have come to expect. Likely annoying as hell to many of them. But full disclosure, the moment that meeting was over, LT, I walked very quickly to the parking lot and I called my father. My father's no longer with us, but man, he was with me then. And I called him and I had a conversation that began something along the lines of, you will not believe who I just sat across from in my very first meeting at the NFL. <laughs> because in our house... It was a love affair with running backs that stretched from dad's affection for Jim Brown mm. and Gail Sayers to Sweetness to Barry Sanders to John Riggins, little Homer action and Washington fans to LaDainian Tomlinson. So very proud to well, know you, and I'm really glad you're here. Thanks, Levy. What is it, I guess, that generation of folk, because my father, Jim Brown, is, is God, right? And you then know, was Gail Sayers. And on, Gail, Gail Sayers, yeah. 
but you know Jim Brown. You know, always he always talked about Jim Brown, like he walked on water. <laughs> like, well, you have spent a lot of time with Jim Brown. That yeah. was one of the upsides of being you and being in the circles in which you run. Certainly in the Hall of Fame circles. I don't know about you, LT, but for me, I remember the first time that Dad drew my attention to. It must have been one of the old Sables, Sable guys, uh, NFL films. What he 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 sort of drew my attention to the film. And yes, it was outdated film in terms of the quality. You could tell it was from yesteryear. It was not mm -hmm. recent footage. And yet the man running on the screen looked different, mm -hmm. ran differently, um, ran over guys and around guys in a way that I'd never seen anybody do it before. So for me, the eye test was instant. Like, yeah, that dude's different. Yeah, that dude was different. Yeah, I, I I like to say he was from a different planet. He may have because been. I because I you know, like I always refer to Jim as the Godfather, because I don't think you can compare anyone else to him. You know, he was one of a kind. But he led the the league in rushing his first eight years. Yeah. Something something yeah. crazy. And then he deuced out and he was yeah. done. Yeah, and he became a Hollywood star. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, he's the Godfather and. You know, rightfully so, uh, the greatest of all time. Um, and we won't ever see another Jim Brown. And the reason why, I don't think you'll have another running back the biggest person on the field. Yeah. I mean, he was as big no, as his I, lineman I, I think that's at exactly that time, right. right? I think that's exactly right. And that was part of that initial connection visually to, hold on a second, that dude's a running back? A running back. He looked like a linebacker who had picked up a fumble and was racing it the other way, yeah. right? Yes. Extraordinary person. I, I did not intend to ask you this, but here you are, eyes alight. And I have to ask you, when on that day when you delivered that 26-minute and five-second speech, why do I know that? Because I listened to it again this morning. And when you delivered it live, your induction ceremony speech at the Hall of Fame, there were a lot of us who stood in this building and cried tears of recognition, of, 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 of love for you because here you are, a colleague, one of ours, up there on the biggest stage accepting this honor that we knew would come your way, of course. But the power with which you spoke that day was extraordinary. I highly recommend to the listener, if you have not heard LaDainian Tomlinson's acceptance speech on the night of induction, the night that he entered the Hall of Halls, when he became a bust in the very best way as a gold jacketeer, as a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Listen to that speech. It is 26 minutes and five seconds. Well spent. Let's choose to be for one another. My great, great, great grandfather had no choice. We have one. I pray we dedicate ourselves to be the best team we can be working and living together representing the highest ideals of mankind. You inspired a lot of us that day, but on that day when you realized, okay, here I am finally, and you had known for weeks, but who was the person you were most excited to meet? Was it Jim Brown? And not that you well, hadn't met him before, but the person that you were most excited to recognize maybe that, yeah, I am now officially in this club with him. Yeah, well, no, it definitely was Jim Brown. In fact, um, one of the first meetings we have as a group was that Friday morning. We had like the, the players Hall of Fame um, before we have the Hall of Fame luncheon, just players. We have a meeting to go through, you know, kind of um, the state of the hall, if you will. 
and Jim, when I walked in, Jim was already there, and he kind of he he ushered me over, and he kind of patted his hand next to the next to the seat that was, you know, he was sitting in, like sit here, and you know I sat down. I said thanks, Jim. He said no. He said when you get here, we're all equal. And you know that was the moment that I realized, man, I'm going to the freaking Hall of Fame, and this is Jim Brown, you know, my dad's you know, guy, like this is the man, yeah. the godfather. Yeah. And I, I think it was at that moment that, you, you know, you had reached, I had reached the pinnacle. I knew it, like this, this is what it feels like. I'm next to Jim Brown. Is there an exhale, you know, kind of a proverbial exhale as a man who has reached the top? Most of us will never know what it feels like to reach the top of your profession. What does that do to the spirit? Is it relaxation? Is it calm? Is it... Is it is it a sense of relief? It is, is it joy? It, it, what is it? No, it is relief. It is, you know, a satisfaction. I think the bust does that. When you see your own bust. Are you happy with the bust? It's I a good am, likeness? I am. I am happy. But it's almost like sometimes what my mom used to say to me after a great game, you know, job well done, son. You know, it was kind of that, you know, as a, you know, a wide-eyed, little boy looking up to his mom after a great game and she said job well done son it was like that moment you said in your acceptance speech you referenced the guys behind you you turned to them actually and almost said thank you you know for welcoming you and you talked about standing on the shoulders of giants but your Jim Brown anecdote a moment ago reminds us that in that moment, on these days for you, you get to sit shoulder to shoulder on the same level <laughs> right. with Giants. Extraordinary. On today's show, why Bryce Young's size not only doesn't hurt him, it may actually help him. Has this size narrative been twisted for someone's sadistic amusement? Is it just possible that we, that's all of us, you too, listener, are wrong? Plus, bold predictions for the first round of the draft and LT's scouting report on who he calls the only true number one running back in this draft class. Who is it and why? But first, this, the news we've been waiting for. This is happening. The New York Jets are going to have Aaron Rodgers as their starting quarterback for the 2023 season, which is amazing. It is a massive, massive haul for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they get a second-round pick in this draft, a pick swap in the first round of this draft, go from 15 to 13, which ruins everyone's mock drafts, plus a conditional one next year, which means if Aaron Rodgers is the starter essentially for most of the games this season for the Jets, the Packers get a one next year in the event Jordan Love does not work out. They have a first rounder to maybe go get a quarterback. If he does work out, they have plenty of artillery to build around him. It's a huge deal for them and a new day in Green Bay. But, of course, all of this is about the Jets. They have spent so long waiting, wishing for, doing everything they can to get a franchise starter. And now they do, and it is Aaron Rodgers. Okay, LT, you heard the news. It's what we expected. It's what we've been waiting for. I'm sort of relieved that it's finally done. So we can now talk about what now as opposed to what if. So your Jets get their QB1, a four-time MVP. Question number one for you. What's the upside? How far can this man take this team? Well, I think they have tremendous upside. They already have had a really good team without the quarterback in place. You know, they, they had the skill position. 
Um, the coach, Robert Sala, has, has been a rock star so far. The way he's really had those guys buy into his mindset, you know, and they, uh, you know, it starts with the defense there, first off. You know, defense is going to be improved. They had a lot of young guys on that side of the ball. They're going to be a year older, more experienced, which leads to, you know, better performance. Now, when you put Aaron Rodgers in the fold, I think it instantly makes them probably right up there with Buffalo in their division. You think so? To, to win that division. Okay, so, so we are I, talking about a team capable of contending for an AFC East title, no question. No question about it. And that's the way I always look at these situations. First off, because that's the way NFL players and teams approach it. First off, you got to win your division, right? That's the easiest way to the playoffs. Can they win a division? Absolutely they can. Can they, even if they don't win it, will they possibly be a wild card out of that division? Sure, I think so. Especially with the fact that we don't know what Miami is going to look like, if Tua is going to be able to come back, be healthy the entire season. The upside is certainly there. And I, I would say the upside goes so far as to say they're – top three or four in the AFC. Wow. With and Aaron that is Rogers. a brutal AFC. I mean, I think it if is. we're being honest, the AFC is is the balance of the, the – there's a, there's an imbalance but between who, the but, AFC but and the NFC. They are heavier, they about. are weightier, they are better. Well, at the top of the AFC is, is really good, right? Kansas City. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Buffalo. Buffalo. Is there a drop-off after that? I, I, I think – all those teams are bunched in a tier together you after know, I that. I guess to a degree there is because you look at that AFC South and it's not convincing. You look at the AFC North, North. and you have questions about Baltimore. You have questions about Pittsburgh. You certainly yeah. have questions about Cleveland. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what? You may be right. It's there for the taking for the Jets. Okay, that's the upside. What's the downside? Do you have any worries today? Have there been worries that were sort of cultivating in your mind with all of the Aaron Rodgers news and the, ex the expectation of this day? Is there a worry in you? Sure. What is it? There's a worry. One is always injuries. Um, you know, Aaron Just based is, on his age? Aaron is not getting any younger. You know, he, he has a lot of mileage on his body, the arm, a lot of throws in that arm, so you always worry about that stuff. Two, the offensive line has been in the flux. Even though they have a wealth of talent there, yes. it hasn't come together yes. yet. Um, and then the other thing, we've talked about it a little bit, Will Aaron Rodgers now commit to the offseason? That's the question, Will isn't it? Will he commit to getting with these young guys, maybe bringing them to California where he lives and throwing the football with them, spending some time? Chemistry is huge. Is he willing to commit to that part of it? What is your gut on that question? I, I think because it's a new atmosphere, a new scenery, you know, newfound, I guess, um, motivation for Aaron Rodgers. I think he will. I hope he does. I, I, I genuinely I he hope will. he does because he cannot rely on the chemistry that he has already with Alan Lazard, who, of course, we know came over in this offseason to join that wide receiver room. You know that he's going to want to build chemistry right away with the reigning offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. You've got Brees Hall coming back from injury behind. You look at these pieces, and if the O-line gets healthy and gets consistent as you have called out and hoped for, this is a dangerous, dangerous and unit, and we know that that Conklin, defense is already good. Tight end. Oh, don't without a doubt, Tyler Conklin. And, and you know Aaron Rodgers loves his tight end. Yes, ends. he does. So Security now blanket. You give him another weapon, and I'm telling you, if he's able to commit some time with, you know, these guys building that chemistry, 
I don't see why they shouldn't compete. Okay, so the upside in summation is yes, this is a team that can contend for an AFC East title. And the upside, this is a team that can count themselves on their day at their best as being one of the top four or five teams in the AFC. Now, the downside, a worry about commitment to chemistry, to building that chemistry, a worry about his age. Yes, he's not getting any younger. So that's upside, that's downside. Finally, what's the prediction? I wouldn't be surprised if the 2023 New York Jets did what? I wouldn't be surprised if they had their first playoff home game in a long time. That's what I'll say. Translation, they've won the AFC East in this scenario. He's not saying it's going to happen, but LT Hall of Famer LaDainian Tomlin says, I wouldn't be surprised if it does. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Next topic, deuces, as in twos, as in this number two. With the second pick, the Houston Texans select. Well, that's the question, isn't it? LT, if the Panthers select Bryce Young number one overall, as many experts believe they will, now the Texans have a very important decision to make. And we are hearing more and more every day, 
questions, rumors, conversations swirling that the Texans wouldn't take a quarterback at two. They wouldn't select C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. They would, in fact, pick the best defensive player on the board. Many people believe it's Will Anderson. What is your thought on what the Texans should do if Bryce Young is gone at one? Huh, man. You know, I feel conflicted, you to do. be honest with you, Levy, because we now, in Houston, we have a defensive coach in D'Amico Bryan. Yes. And he's going to naturally, his thought is to build my defense. I can win with defense. I come from a place where we have won with defense. And offense has struggled at times to move the ball. But the defense has been stout. So D'Amico is probably thinking, if I can just build this defense, let me get a defensive guy with number two. We pick again at number 12. If Bryce Young is gone, I'm not in love with any of the rest of the quarterbacks. This is what I I believe D'Amico and the Texans are thinking. That is what we are starting to feel. I'm not in love with any any of these – the rest of these quarterbacks. So take a defensive guy – build that defense, and then possibly you roll out Davis Mills again. Or at 12, if Will Levis is on the board, you take Will Levis there, have them compete for the job. That doesn't take you out of the market next year for a guy like Caleb Williams. No, it doesn't. So, you know, I I think this is a – Houston's in a great place, but it's a tough decision It is a tough decision, but don't you think if they pass on a quarterback at two – then really taking a quarterback at 12 is just kind of almost reads as indecision made manifest. You already decided you didn't want one at two. Why take one at 12? Well, Why not just loved, go? They could have loved, Levy. They could have loved the defender there at two more than more anything. More than they like the quarterback. And they're willing to let somebody so get else your get C.J. Stroud. We love Will Anderson so much. D'Amico Ryan is a defensive guy. We love this guy so much that we're willing to take him at two and live with the consequences of not getting C.J. Stroud. You know, if they don't, I I believe that's what's going to happen if they do not go. Okay, some of the mock drafts recently see Anthony Richardson going anywhere from I've seen as high as first overall, I've seen second overall, I've seen fourth overall to the Colts, but I have also seen him fall precipitously as far down as the bottom of the first round. Let's say Anthony Richardson. I don't think Will Levis is going to be there. Let's say Anthony Richardson is available to the Texans at 12. Do you like that as a pick? Yes, you absolutely. Do. Absolutely, because now we're talking about um, a guy you can develop to possibly play the same type of – in the same type of system that a guy like Trey Lance has played in. Yes, sir. You know, uh, Jalen Hurts has played in. Yes, sir. And now we're talking about a bigger, faster, a more lively arm than both of those guys if he can develop, but he's going to need some time. That's why I like it. Two, he's better than anything you have on your roster right now, and he might even beat out Davis Mills. We don't know. So he's either he's benefiting either way. He either learns behind Davis Mills, who knows this team, knows this franchise, knows the locker room, knows this offense, or he beats him out for the job, and the pick pays off. Yep. Translation, D'Amico Ryans, according to Ladanian Tomlinson, and I take his word as scripture, if the guy that you want is there, don't let the noise get in your head. If it's Will Anderson, take Will Anderson. Next topic, the disadvantage becomes the advantage. Size matters, just not in this case for this player. Who is this player? You know who it is. It's Bryce Young. He's called too small. He's called too slight. He's too short, and he doesn't weigh enough. 
LT, why are we all potentially wrong about this topic and this player? This player has proven at the highest level at the collegiate game, in the best conference, at the most historic program, since he was a freshman, I might add, right away that he can play at this level and he can maintain his health at this level. Even Tua got hurt more than Bryce Young did in college. So that's why there was question marks about Tua if he can hold up. Bryce Young had an injury to me off of a fluke fall. He fell down, arm extended in the wrong way, and that happens to the Outside best the players. pocket on a play that broke down, kind of like the play we saw Jalen Hurts get injured on on that throwing shoulder. Exactly. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to anyone. In fact, you guys reminded us this morning that you went down the list of quarterbacks in the NFL that all missed time with injury last season, and they include all of the big guys, mm-hmm. all of the so-called prototypes, and all of the so-called prototype hybrids like even a Josh Allen. Did he miss time for injury? you damn right he did. No one's safe in this league, correct? Absolutely. So if the guy who is the best quarterback in the draft – is Bryce Young, then Bryce Young should be selected first overall, correct? Absolutely. No, no, it shouldn't matter at this point the size of him because we've, we've seen the size that he, you know, this 5'10", they, let's call it 200. We've seen that play in the league at, at quarterback. Yes, we have. And play at a high level. Yep. So I, I think because of past history, it gives us, you know, future indicators that this guy should be okay playing in this league that, you know, a league that – the majority of the time, you're in shotgun anyway. Translation, size matters absolutely for something that we're going to talk about in a moment with regards to the legs of running backs, but it does not matter with regards to Bryce Young being the best quarterback in this in this draft class? No question. Yes. Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft class, so says LT. Next topic, count on it, as in bold predictions for the first day of the draft. Round one coverage starts 8 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network and NFL Plus this Thursday, a few days from now, April 27th. Oh, my God, it is here. Okay, LT, you think that at 26, if the Dallas Cowboys stay at 26, the perfect pick for them there would be the safety out of Clemson, Brian Branch. But you don't think they will stay at 26, do you? I do not. Okay, LT, tell us what you see in your crystal ball. Well, we know that the Cowboys need a running back. Yes, we do. And they're in love with the University of Texas, B. John Robinson. Obviously, right there from Texas. He's home. You know, he, he's played his college ball. He's not from Texas, but he played his college ball in Texas. I'm, I'm assuming Jerry Jones would like to keep him in Texas. They have a need. He loves Texas. And I think if he starts to slide, say, right around 15, I think Washington drafts at 16. 16. Yes, sir. Look for the Cowboys to jump up and possibly get him right around that time. Amazing. Next topic, the man LT just mentioned, B. John Robinson. The man LT says a lot of teams need, a lot of teams want. The Longhorn, B. John Robinson. Robinson to the goal line. Touchdown, Jackson. Say goodnight to this one. B. John Robinson takes it 77 yards. B. John Robinson, six foot, 220, ran a 4-4-6. Why is he the best running back in this draft class? Well, he's a three-down back, and he's going to come into your locker room day one and be the starter. And a guy that can handle the workload. Really, he doesn't need anyone else to help him. Yes, it's a luxury to kind of preserve him some throughout the year. I think that's smart. But this is a guy that don't necessarily need it. And I, I think, obviously, his best football is, is 
ahead of him. But I really believe you can actually line this young man up in the slot. You can line him up out wide. You can create mismatches with him. He can do a little bit of everything on top of really running between the tackles. I think that's where he excels at, running between the tackles because he has such great feet. Uh, Baldy and I, today, we're going to talk about balance contact. Contact balance. That's a phrase that came up today. Real quickly, I know you don't have a lot of time left. Explain to me what contact balance is and explain to me why it is so vital for an elite running back in the NFL to have it. Well, contact balance is just not easily being knocked off your feet. Okay, fair enough. Because you're going to get contacted when you're going through the line of scrimmage. And if that causes you to, to get knocked off your balance, then obviously you can't continue to be strong throughout the run. When you look at Bijan, he, he rarely gets knocked off his feet. He rarely goes backwards, which means he has great contact balance. Um, he finishes runs. And I think because of the feet he has, he's able to jump cut from side to side. The lateral movement is so good. And you never really get a square hit on him. We talk about yak, yards after catch for wide receivers. The yak for running backs is yards after contact. Let's keep an eye on that for Bijan Robinson, no matter who calls his name in the draft. Real quickly, I teased before the fact that, yes, size does matter to LT when it comes to the size, not of Bryce Young, but of the legs of running backs. LT, you don't like those guys with the skinny old legs. Why not? Is it because of the thing we're talking about, contact balance? Yeah, I think one is contact balance, but also I believe they're more injury prone. You know, they're, they're more apt to wear down, can't really handle – I would say a huge workload. You always have to monitor how much workload they're getting. Um, and that's from my experience of, of seeing running backs with skinny legs. Translation, Will Levis, we've seen the pictures of your workouts. Uh, maybe you should be a running back. LT, not the only one to make a bold prediction for draft day one. And let's prove it. Let's throw it over to the TA set. So Texans have two first-round picks, the number two, the number 12 pick. D'Amico Ryans comes in from San Francisco where they've had quarterback controversies and drafted quarterbacks. They end up playing a seventh rounder in Brock Purdy. I feel like <laughs> the Texans are going to pass on a quarterback at 2-12 and 12 to try and build this team up as good as they possibly can and then plug the quarterback in later. I see a little aggression coming <laughs> through in the form of somebody who does not have a first-round pick, jumping up, getting a little creative. I'm really looking at the Rams, who haven't had a first-rounder in a really long time. Mm -hmm. If we go off of what last year was, this is a good year to jump up and get some guys. I'm going to go Hendon Hooker getting drafted in the first round. In fact, a team more specifically training up to go and get wow. Hendon Hooker. Wow. Two-year starter year. at Tennessee, yep. 58 touchdowns, five interceptions. James Palmer, who was on the show with us a little bit earlier, he said multiple teams feel like he is the third best quarterback in this class. And who knows, maybe it's the Tennessee Titans going, you know what? We want the local kid hmm. to go on Rock Art Uniform. Just throwing that one out there. All right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy. With me today, the Hall of Famer, Ladanian Tomlinson. And LT, can you be the first Hall of Famer to hit that button right there, please? Thank you very much. That, of course, is the sound of our countdown to the draft, the 2023 NFL Draft, presented by Verizon, April 27th, 28th, and 29th. Coverage starts 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, the 27th. What, that's three days from now? I can't believe it is here. We are counting down team by team, dream by dream, in order of finish in the 2022 season. We started with the champs. We started with the Chiefs. We will finish... Well, in the basement, we will finish with the Bears. But let's be clear, the beauty of the annual draft process is that the bottom of one year's pecking order tends to be the top of the next year's power grid. In the draft, anyway. Today, a scant three days from the start of the draft, and we find ourselves in the desert, where football fortunes have been choking on the desiccation of disappointment. Close, but not quite. A few seasons here and there, but in far too many seasons, this team is a long way off. What does history say about the Cardinals? Well, probably it's a longer answer than you would realize, as this franchise dates back more than a century to 1920. 104 seasons in all for a franchise that boasts a combined record of 581 wins, 790 losses, 41 ties. That's a 424 winning percentage, the 29th best win percentage in NFL history. Not great. They do have one Super Bowl appearance. No wins as of yet. That is what the future is for. Their playoff record, seven wins, ten losses. Don't forget their last playoff win came back in the 2015 season against the Packers in the divisional round. Who was the starting quarterback that day? Carson Palmer. Their winningest ever coach, Bruce Arians, 49 wins, 30 losses, one tie. They have five retired jerseys hanging on the wall. Number eight, Larry Wilson. Number 40, Pat Tillman, of course. Number 77, Stan Malden. Number 88, J.V. Kane. Number 99, Marshall Goldberg. 22 players, coaches, or executives in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, including Aeneas Williams, Charles W. Bidwill Sr., Dan Deardorff, Dick Lane, Jackie Smith, Larry Wilson, and of course, our very good friend, Kurt Warner. So that's what they've been. What are they more recently? Well, honestly, not great. 
2002 saw this team post a 4-13 and record. Look, they have the third overall draft pick for a reason. Offense ranked 22nd overall in the NFL. They were 26th on third downs, 27th in turnovers. Yes, they gave the ball away a lot. They were 29th in the NFL in yards per play and 30th in big plays. On defense, not much better. Maybe not better at all. They were ranked 21st overall, but they were 28th on third downs, 29th in the red zone, and 31st, second to last in scoring. The Cardinals, their season, anything but successful. They finished 4-13. and Translation, none needed. It's not a blame game. It's an annual game of reassessing needs and retooling the roster. NFL.com has identified Cardinals team needs as defensive line, cornerback, O-line, and they have eight draft picks in all with which to address those needs. The third overall pick in the first. They have a pick in the second, two in the third, one in the fourth, one in the fifth, and two in the sixth. Okay, LaDainian Tomlinson, thank you for your patience as we talked about Cardinals then and now. LT, when I say Arizona Cardinals, where does your mind go? Uh, rebuild. Team that's I, honestly, I don't want to say going nowhere, but that's what it seems like. You know, they're just kind of running in mud, as I call it right yeah. now. You know, we hear that their best receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, is on the trading blocks, yeah. I should say. I doubt if they're cutting, yeah. but certainly will, uh, willing to trade him. Colomero, we know, might miss the entire season next year. The defense hasn't played to the level that we thought, certainly with the talent that they had and have on that team. They haven't played to that. Yeah, J.J. Watt retired. Buda Baker apparently wants out. New coach. You know, it just, it's so much going on in Arizona right now. A lot of flux, a lot of transition. And not to mention, they're looking up in their division. You know, without question, certainly to, you you got San Francisco and the Rams. You know, to me, I think the Rams are going to bounce back. So, I mean, where does that put Arizona, I think that they're going to be in trouble next year. There are always ways to work yourself out of trouble. One way is in free agency. Another way is in the draft. LT, it will be the perfect draft for the Arizona Cardinals if they address what? What would you like to see them do with that, let's say, the first pick they have, the third overall pick? Well, I would like to see them address the defense. I I think that's where you have to improve. You either get a defensive uh, pass rusher there or you, you get your corner. I, I think those those are premium positions that you never can go wrong with adding depth. Defensive end, outside linebacker, cornerback. I don't see them, you know, addressing the wide receiver position right there. Um, too early for a wide receiver too at early three. For a wide receiver, especially with the wide receivers that are in this draft. Eight total picks they have. They do have an early pick in the second round, so maybe that's where maybe. you see who's left on the board with wide receiver. But translation from LT, position group number one, unit number one to address has to be the defense. Finally, and thank you so much for your time today, please finish the following sentence. I wouldn't be surprised if the 2023 Arizona Cardinals did what? Nothing. They're, I mean – There is a look of of resignation on this man's face. It's not anger. It's not meanness. It is the look of somebody who simply can't do anything about what he's seeing. Maybe win three or four games. They won four games last season. Are you suggesting that it could actually get worse before it gets better? They might have the number one pick next year. Collapse for Caleb. 
I coined that myself. It's not really going anywhere, and it certainly doesn't make sense in this case because, of course, they shelled out all that money for Kyler. Yeah. So collapse for Caleb in this case isn't really appropriate, Use although maybe it is. Use the collateral to build the team. Trade the pick. We're looking too far. Into We're looking too far into the future. One thing at a time. Nail the draft, Arizona Cardinals. There is hope for you yet. Why? Because there's hope for every team in the NFL every year. Worst to first has happened in more surprising ways than for you. So keep your eye on the ball. Do the best you can. Okay, LaDainian Tomlinson, you are an all-time great, a Hall of Famer, a personal hero of mine, but you are not a Cardinals fan. So even that gold jacket won't get you in our hall today. The NFL Hall of Fans, cue the music. Cardinals fans like Chris Armendaris, known as Army, to his friends, who says that his Cardinals fandom connects him to home. But he's quick to point out, I didn't grow up a Cards fan, he says. I wasn't born into it. I was only born near it. And Chris says blackout rules meant he didn't watch a lot of the local games anyway. No, this was a distance makes the heart grow fonder story because Chris moved away from Arizona. But on his return visits, he found himself watching games with family and friends. And the fact is he cared about the people around him. So them watching Cardinals games invited him to care about what they were invested in. He says, look, the Kurt Warner years made it easy. Some of those other years, well, they've been a bit more challenging. His favorite player, Chris says, got to go with Larry Fitzgerald. Left side Fitzgerald, he got it! Touchdown! His third of the day! He said to have someone that talented choose to stay at a franchise and do what he did there, both on the field and off it, in the community, especially in a place not known for a lot of sports success, he says, gotta love it. Honorable mention goes to Jake Plummer because, well, here it comes, go Devils. Army's best memory, a two-parter, as in those two Larry Fitz plays to melt the cheeseheads in that overtime playoff game against the Packers. Fitz is wide open, caught at the 35, nobody's there. 35, stiff arms 30, 25, 20, Fitz to the near side, 10, to the 5, and tackled there. And it's a pitch to Fitz, running straight ahead, into the end zone, and the shovel pass for the touchdown and the win. The Cardinals advance to the NFC Championship game. As for his draft hopes, Chris says, it's hard to know what to expect with this new regime in charge. All he wants is to feel as if there was a plan, a well-thought-out plan. He says, look, this is a team in need of a new identity, some structure, and some pride. Finally, Chris says, I wouldn't be surprised if my Cardinals lost a lot of games and have to move on from Kyler Murray. He says, look, I'm not a hater. I hope I'm wrong, but there are so many unknowns. It leads me to this assumption that this season will unfortunately look a lot like the last one. Cardinals fans like Nicholas Boffman, who is a Cardinals fan because, well, for starters, he was living in Arizona. But Nick says this isn't about proximity. This is about parenting. His father's influence most of all. You see, his dad was in the Air Force and did some security work on the side. He was the guy who guarded Buckeye head coach Jim Tressel on and off the field during that national championship game win over Miami. Well, his dad's work led him to work with the Cardinals, too. And Nick saw how much his father liked the Cardinals. Nick says, look, I was pretty much gung-ho about everything my dad did. And if he loved the Cardinals, well, then I did, too. Nick rocked a red Cardinals jersey, but his favorite was back in the Reebok days, he says. Black jersey. As for the number, 
Well, that belonged to his favorite player, Larry Fitzgerald, number 11, who Nick says was class on and off the field, an awesome person, an awesome role model who was clutch when it mattered most. Nick says, even when we lost, I always felt like Fitz somehow deserved to win. He said, yeah, it's got to be Fitz. He's just an all-time Cardinals great. As for Nick's best memory, he says, got to be making it to the Super Bowl, that NFC Championship game win. Nick's dad was stationed in Italy at the time. Nick was in the fifth grade, and he had orders to go to bed. Don't forget, we're talking about a military family here. There's no staying up late on a school night for a game. No, not even that game, not the NFC Championship game, not even the Super Bowl. Nick says he woke up to find out that his beloved Cardinals had lost that Super Bowl, but he said just knowing we made it was my happiest moment. For Nick, it'll be the perfect draft if they somehow find a way to wait for it trade Kyler Murray. I just don't think he's our guy, Nick says, but if we do keep him, we got to protect him. In the early rounds, beef up the O-line, maybe get a quarterback sleeper in the late rounds just in case. And finally, Nick says, I wouldn't be surprised if my Cardinals had a losing season. He says, we're in shambles right now. There's a lot of replacing to do. There's a lot of upgrading to do. It may just be another typical Cardinals year, he says, a down year. But yes, even for Nick, hope remains because Nick says, I fully expect an up year before too long. Okay, so you heard Nick say that he was gung-ho about everything his dad was into. Well, let's meet the dad in question. Cardinals fan, Doug Boffman. Doug grew up in Dayton, Ohio, but the only thing he took from Ohio was his love for Buckeyes football. Doug Boffman served 23 years in the Air Force and was stationed at 11 different places around the world. 11. That's an important number for this family. Doug started working part-time security gigs back in 2000 when Dave McGinnis was the head coach. Doug says, I hit the jackpot because my first gig as a security guard was in the locker room area, escorting the coach on and off the field. He said, this is back in the Sun Devil Stadium days. And Doug figured, look, if I'm going to be here, I might as well be a fan. So he decided to be a fan, and he stayed. He stuck through the highs and the lows. No bandwagoner here. Thank you very much. Doug's favorite ever player, well, his first favorite ever player, was wideout Roy Green. Home run ball down the middle to Green. On his way, touchdown, St. Louis. How Roy Green ever came up with that. What an outstanding catch. This is back in the 80s. Doug says he was Fitz before Fitz. He was the number one wide receiver. He said, don't forget, he started in St. Louis, then moved to Arizona with the team. Why Roy Green? Because Doug Boffman liked the way he played with toughness and dependability. He says, Roy was a lot like Larry Fitzgerald. The way he repped the club on and off the field was the leader of the team. Always did what was right. Took a ton of punishment without complaint. Took ownership of what you are and what you do. These are core values in the Boffman family and a defining character trait that I see in Doug's son, Nick, every day here at the office. Doug also name checks Aeneas Williams, whose journey he respects highly. Humble beginnings in an HBCU all the way to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And the final player that really turned Doug's head, the recently retired J.J. Watt, who actually apologized to Nick on a shoot not long ago for the season that the Cardinals had. 
Another moment of a man taking responsibility, taking ownership. Another sack for J.J. Watt. That's two today as he beats down the quarterback. Doug Boffman's best memory, he says, has to be making it to that Super Bowl. But for him, it wasn't the what. It was the how. The fact that this was a team that was all in, playing for one another, playing for something bigger than themselves. As for the draft, Doug proved to me that he's a GM in the making. He said, trade that number three pick. Get more capital. We have a lot of needs. We need protection on the O-line. We've got Buda Baker who wants out. And he says, you're going to have to replace him. A man who Doug says is small in stature, by the way, but brings the lumber and a whole lot of pride. That's going to be hard to replace, but you got to do it. So he says, get picks. Use them wisely. One pick for one person, not the answer for a team like this. And finally, he says a little bit ruefully, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets worse before it gets better. Doug Boffman, thank you for your service and thank you for your story. And that's the case for so many of us, isn't it, listener? Facing a year that may be difficult, transitional, dramatic, maybe even a little despairing, but hopefully defining. Cardinals fans, there is a lot of room above you. Seems to me the next direction for you to go is up. Now, will that ascent happen this year? Time will tell, and we will be watching. I want to thank today's special guest, Hall of Famer, LaDainian Tomlinson. What a birthday gift that was. Thank you, LT, for joining us. And, of course, I want to thank the Cardinals fans who shared their stories with us. Please join us tomorrow, listener. Two teams to go in our countdown to the draft. The draft is nearly here. The Panthers are nearly on the clock. Tomorrow, we're on that H town coming coming down Beyonce's hometown of Houston for a closer look at the keepers of the number two overall pick the Houston Texans will they pass on a quarterback at two that's one of the rumors and certainly one of the many questions we have answers tomorrow till then ciao for now NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.